This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Zach Arnes is here. In in spirit, yes. The body is probably elsewhere, but yeah, it was uh, it was a late night for all involved last night. Uh, DQ, God bless her. She, uh, you, what time did you leave here? Like one ish. I came in this morning and DQ's belongings were just spread all over the control room. I thought she'd been abducted. Oh yeah, but it turns out DQ just didn't want to carry. Well, it home. I figured there was no point in <laughs> packing up and taking my backpack home since yeah. it was gonna. I was gonna be back here and. Hours. <laughs> no. I, it was. I, I walked in. I'm like, oh my gosh, DQ stuffs here. And then I was getting ready to text you, and you you text me that you were uh, a couple minutes out. But I, I really, for a second, thought that uh, that we lost you. This is it, huh? Yep. This is this has gonna go. Well, a uh, good work by everybody. Uh, on in the middle of the night again, as uh, people were uh, celebrating. Um, I will tell you, in the arena, they did not show Bobby Petrino on the video board one time. Although the people around were demanding it. They were like, they got to show him. They got to show him. They never showed him. But I saw what you all saw on television last night, which, uh, whoo. Let's play pop psychologist on, on that image. But they did we? only show him that one time, the one time. on the, the TV, one time, too. Yeah. That, no. that ricocheted around the internet a lot. Woo. Man, it, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> it, they're gonna look. They're gonna put a public face on this, and they're gonna everything's going to be fine. And it's, like us, yeah, right? Like we, we play nice right. in front of you. And, we hate each other and, off the you air. know. And, and you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you can choose to believe there wasn't. You know, there weren't powerful people saying we want this guy, or you, you believe it, hey. it was Sam's hey. idea. Whatever it was, whatever your belief is, this. he's here. He signed, and now the business of football. The the party is over. Now you got to go to work, and. That's gonna be, uh, you know, that's gonna be the true, the true test of uh, of how this thing goes. But last night was um, was incredible. Um, they did everything that Musselman talked about in the Bahamas that they didn't do. They did last night. Yeah, and Duke can't shoot. Um, and I think a lot of that. And I said that about Duke can't shoot. Um, they can't shoot because they win against that defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, is I think that was gonna be the second part of this. I've started to see some teams, some really good teams, not be able to shoot the basketball uh, against Arkansas and. You know, and, and when Duke can't shoot, and, and you know, the only team that's really kind of out-athleted them was Carolina. Um, you know, yeah. Carol, Carolina's pretty good. Uh, I think Hubert, uh, Hubert Davis has that thing going in the right direction. They, uh, they, they got Tennessee last night, but um, it was a great night. I mean, it's one of those nights that, you know, if you're, a, if you're in school, that's one of the nights you'll, you'll harken back to, um, just as I did when Arkansas beat Kentucky or Memphis State or one of those. That, I mean, it was a great night. It, it was an all-around great night. It was a good game for, you know, I guess, the last 10 minutes. I mean, it was competitive. Um, that Filipowski guy, man, he found out the hard way what it's like when you're not athletic and you're going against a bunch of a bunch of stiffs because I mean they were getting to him early and you could tell he was getting frustrated. And I know he wound up with 25, but um, you know they they really put the uh, they 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 put the kibosh on him down low. I always I haven't kept up with this um, in terms of its reflection on win loss, but I always look at the stat packet. I look at what they shot near the rim. 10 of 11 last night. That's one That's of the good. higher percentages I can remember at the rim. Duke, 12 of 18, 75%. So there's, uh, there you go right there. That's, um, that's, um, I mean, that's, uh, that's six missed shots there at the rim 
by Duke. They make they make three of those. Maybe they win by one point. I mean, you can't play the game that way. But you know, I mean, it's a it's something to look at. Um, rotation tightening up a little bit without Tremont Mark. They really played eight people last night. Jalen Graham played for two fourteen. Bayfall played for forty five seconds. But we saw, as we've seen, the rotation tighten up. Um with uh, really eight guys in the mix last night. They um they shot it so well in the, in the second half. You you at one point they're shooting 75% in the second half. They ended up shooting 61 from the floor in the second half. And they blocked 10 shots, Zachary. They blocked 10 yeah, shots, which yeah. is the most around here in a while. And yeah. Chandler Lawson had 6. Yeah, they they Holy moly. They, and you know when Ty and I were talking on the uh, the pregame show, Duke's not very athletic. They were there were a lot of parallels between Purdue and Duke. It was a it was a it was a spot shooting team. You know they were going to drive and kick, and and they weren't incredibly athletic, especially in the front court. And um, you know the teams that are going to give Arkansas problems are teams like Carolina. Good news is there's only a couple of those teams. Um, Carolina's one of them, and you know may, that, yeah. they might be the only one that they could out athlete Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Duke is is a stationary shooting team, and uh, it, it was it was very apparent they didn't have anybody that could really break you down consistently. And and Arkansas played great defense, you know, for the first thirty seven minutes. Then when they went to the press, things got interesting. Okay, um, got real interesting. Time to install the press breaker. And, I believe it's time to install I, the press breaker. I, and I said this last night. Look, if you lose the game tonight, or you lose the game last night, it's not going to have an effect on March. You win the game, it's not going to have an effect on March. This is just a, it's a really fun atmosphere, a non-con game, but there were things that Duke pointed out that Arkansas has got to work on. Big one, and we, we got to figure out how we're going to get away from teams that are really athletic that can press. So um, I am uh, obviously not an expert on all of this stuff, but if you're asking for my advice, uh, late in the game while trying to protect the lead, if you're going to receive the inbound pass, do not run to a corner. That would be my just just that's a free one on the house from me. Do not run to the corner every time it seemed like they ran to the corner. And I was nervous. Here's what I'm looking at, okay? I'm looking at the aisles. We had you know how many fire code violations we had last night late in that second half? Many. Because the aisles were full of people coming down to rush the court. And I'm thinking as this lead is going nine, seven, five, three, I'm like where are these people going to go if this goes to overtime? Are they going back up? Like, what's going to happen here? Uh, I was interested in what was going to happen there, but they were able to uh, hang on the lead. They hit enough free throws. Uh, we all got free chicken, so that's that, very well, that, exciting. That's, that's good. That's the um, most important that's the most thing important of all. Thing last night. We got um, chicken out of the look, deal. Every team's got a flaw somewhere, and Arkansas is going to have to work on the on the press. The one thing I think I was encouraged by was pr- the zones. Two, three zones, three, two zones have always given Muscleman teams pressure because they're not great outside shooting teams. And they shot Duke right out of it. Yeah, they did. Uh, I mean, they shot him right out of it. And some of it was the home. I, I don't know. Maybe Bud Walton's hard to shoot in. But Duke, I mean, even on open, uncontested jumpers, just couldn't find the rim. Like, we're, I, we're way off. I feel like the home team was going to win. Like, as the game went back and forth in the first half, I'm thinking it's a good thing this is in Bud Walton Arena. Because if this is at Cameron, Duke probably pulls it out. But the home Maybe, court yeah. was a huge advantage that Arkansas took the absolute most of uh, in, in that game. The energy of that place was as positive a vibe 
as I've ever seen at a Razorback game. I mean, people would get down on the refs, but it never festered. It never lingered. It just kind of, boo, okay, we move on. Right. And I've, turned, I've seen these venues turn pretty dark after a bad call, and it's just, and it affects the team. Yeah. People don't understand this, but the energy you put out affects the team. But it was all positive all night long, and, uh, and, uh, and it helped the team in, win. If they the, can do that at every game, Arkansas will never lose a home game in any sport. In the first eight minutes of the second half, they took a lead that was at one and stretched it to 11. And, yeah. and just, I mean, just looked they, like the more uh, the more athletic, quicker. 16-4 to four run. 16-4 to four run. There you go. So yep. it, was, it, it went to what? It, it went to 13. They were um, up three, and uh, yeah, that made it 13. Yeah. You're right. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they did everything you needed to do. To, to defend the home court, they, I, I kept saying, you know, like I got a text halfway through the uh, the first quarter. Who are you liking this? I'm like, Arkansas is more athletic. They hit their shots; they're going to win the game. Yeah. Duke's a stationary shooting team. Yeah, and Grant Hill ain't walking through that tunnel for them. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So every week, there is yeah. a uh, DQ sends out an email. And it contains our Bet Saracen picks for the week. Right. And she chose uh, the, the college football championship games, and it's the usual suspects, including the Big Ten title game. Right. And the did you see this email? I did. Okay. Yes, I the did. The email said, now I we actually are, read this one. We are judged on this. They keep score on this. And I take I everything in that email at face value. DQ sends out this email on the Big Ten title games. It says Michigan versus Iowa. And then it Correct. says Iowa plus 2,325. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I don't think that Iowa scored that many points in 10 years. That, that was a co- typo. But that's what it <laughs> said. I accidentally pressed another button instead of the decimal. Olivia, I want my Iowa plus 2325. <laughs> Why would you take Iowa in that game? I want Iowa and the 23. They're going to hang within 2,300. I don't think Michigan oh. scored 2,000 points. Oh. <laughs> Not on that defense, they're not. If Bet Saracen were to make an error like that, they would honor the bet. You made an error. I want Iowa plus 23-25, and none of these other bozos get access to it because I'm the one that pointed out the error. I didn't I didn't mean to do that. I understand that. It's a clerical error, but I still want Iowa plus the 2,325. No. <laughs> <laughs> you. This is like Monopoly. You want bank error in your favor, exactly. collect $20. Look, right? I, I assume that when that email goes out, it is correct. And this is a competition. Oh, and, and look, as the two-time company bracket champion. Oh, here we go. I Hang the banners. I didn't get a damn parade. So I wa- I expect everything to be on the up and up. We only hang championship banners in here. It's like Pauly Pavilion. That's correct. That's all we're hanging <laughs> out. I understand that Ty cheats at all the other contests because he's the admin. This one. The Remember email- the worst one? Let's let people vote 
who, what show they like the best. And we'll keep track And I'll of keep you. up with it on this yellow legal pad. Really? <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. I mean, you got to be, if you're going to steal an election, you got to be a little more subtle than that, Ty. I mean, honestly. Come on. I, uh, I, I, I feel like we, we need to maybe get back to our roots here and stop giving these kids today, like, second chances. Hey, you fail a test, you fail a test, that's it. We never got a second uh, what chance. What grade do you deserve? Yeah, what grade do you deserve? That's good. DQ does not get a second shot at this. You well, messed fine, up. We'll pick Iowa then. I did. I took Iowa plus the 23-25. Okay. Then that's what we, will, we will hold you to that. Thank you. All right. Well, I can't do that watch. because. Michigan will score 23-26. They'll, they'll score 2,400 <laughs> points. You yes. watch. I can't do that. Yeah, the, I can't put that on the social media thing because Beth Saracen will like message me and say, "Hey, this is really wrong." That's your problem, and I'm like, "Yes, that I'm so y- sorry." That is a YP because I have that messed I MP. have messed up before. It's not my problem. Listen, I um, I just know what they would do in the game show land, which is, is you're the contestant. Mm-hmm. We made a mistake. We're going to give you the car. Thank you very How about much. That? That's what we'll uh, do. I mean, that's the only fair thing to do. Abner wants to know if this is a fireable offense or just getting written up. I think we're going to write DQ up on this. Uh, this doesn't it's seem fun. like a, any offense. Well, DQ, yesterday you did say you were never wrong. In the context we were discussing, Zach, I am never in the wrong. Wow. That's what I heard. Wow. That's, that, that's your truth. <laughs> uh, so I, this weekend... I'm at least getting one of these right because I've got Iowa plus the 23-25. Right. Okay. I hope Michigan does score 2,000 points. <laughs> well, it's still come up 325 That would short. be a historic game that would take a few yeah. days to complete, yes, it I think. Would. As long as Michigan doesn't score 23-26, I'm good. Right. Well, I think it's our error, and in our contest, we're going to uh, we're gonna allow this. That's the only Thank fair you. thing to do. Thank you. That's fair and I equitable. I could just take you out completely. Yeah, you get the Chuck treatment. You don't get to pick any games. <laughs> no. Or Phil. I'm, look, I've got the email. The whole email. Who's chain. on there now? Me, him. Christian. Christian. Ty, that's Big C. Sometimes, that's Big C. Big C. Or CJ sometimes Tommy if he answers my email. Sometimes Tommy. Okay. I found the, the trick to getting him to uh, respond to your emails. Yeah. Tell him something's broken. Can we <laughs> Can we have a guest like from another department every week? Like just a rotating person? What if we went across the street there? to the bank? Yeah, can we got, get the bank to do it? We'll get somebody in the bank to do it. Or just like it. a random person? Yeah, just a, just a completely random. Even better. Let's get a random advertiser. Hey, here's a little extra love for you this week. Mm. You want to play in the pickup contest against right. the guys. How about that? And we'll get someone from, uh, you know, restaurant, car dealership, whatever. Uh, BE says you should have to go home and think about it. Okay. Bye. That's not a penalty <laughs> to her. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's like sending me home. It's not a penalty to me. Uh, Corey would like to know if being spotted uh, 2,300 points is a normal football issue. Are we allowed to reference that anymore, or have they fixed everything? We don't, we don't, I don't know. I, I don't I, think I, we're allowed to make fun of anything yeah, anymore. I, I it's all know. fixed, right? Mm-hmm. They fixed it. Look, I'll, I'll even spot Michigan 2,000 points. <laughs> I'm willing to do that. I mean, I think that's pretty generous oh, you don't on my think point. I don't score 300. I don't think they'll score 320. I have a project, DQ, but I don't know how long this will take. So I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to send you. I want to know over the course of the last how many seasons has Iowa scored 2,000 points total, right? In the last uh, oh, I can five figure years. that out. Okay. Oh, the you last work on that 2,000 points in football? Yes. Teams score like 500. That they score like 100 points a year right. in football. Now, so. I don't think. I'd be willing to bet that they don't Hold have on. a. I'll bet they don't have a two thousand point score in their basketball history. Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, in the um, 
Well, I can tell you, last year they scored 230. Because mm-hmm. it's right here in Phil Steele's. Is that 230 or 220? I can't remember. Our, uh, our, our, ho- right. our, our donut hookup is willing to bring us some donuts if he can come in and pick games. Okay. All those in favor, say aye. Oh, aye. The, the, uh, the hostess okay. man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, come hey, on down, you're buddy. Hey. You're in, buddy. Yeah, we'll let that happen. Sure. Uh, Abner points care? out the DQ is decimal point negative. <laughs> <laughs> what is the actual spread? 22 and a half. Oh, boy. I like my line better. 23-25. Believe it or not, in 2020, Iowa scored 32 points a game. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. No. In basketball? No, in football. No. Uh, what? America's America's nice guy, Fran McCaffrey, on the <laughs> Iowa basketball. Uh, huh. God, he's a... Oof. Man. Yeah. How about him, huh? <laughs> Here's a Patrick in Colorado Springs on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Was it just me? Or did Pippen look very uncomfortable sitting next to Bobby P at the game? TV made it look like he was. Zach? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it looked, and you know, maybe it was just you caught him at a bad time. I don't know. Let's just say this is an arranged marriage. Okay? Let's just well, say it this way, right? This is 2006, guys. That, that's what we're living that's in. It, 2006. Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's it. And if you don't know about it, Google it. All right. There's, me, there are books and films about yes. 2006. There's, there's an entire yeah. There's an entire uh, library on uh, 2006. That's, that's right. That's what. But that team went 10 and two. In what that is, I would. I, I'm prepared to argue that's the single greatest accomplishment in the history of football. That team, with all of that dysfunction, winning 10 games. That's weird. That's right? nothing short of a miracle. I know. Nothing short of a miracle. You know, we, and that team should have gone three and nine we, with all of the we've had uh, dysfunction. Brett in here, and, and Brett's told us some things that off the air, but I mean, his point was they had really good senior leadership that year. Really good. And like, that's the, the o- best ever. <laughs> it's the only way that thing was held together. Because oh, that's a young team? They, they make oh, one and 11. Oh, I mean, that is a. They, they don't. Oh, and especially after the way the season started. Oh, with their just tail just kicking, yeah. Ass kicking yeah, by yeah, USC. Yeah, yeah. After McFadden allegedly uh, kicked the curb. Something happened there. You think? Yeah, something happened. Yeah, he broke his toe somehow, but it wasn't kicking a curb. Sterling is with us now on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Sterling. Hey guys, uh, McFadden speaking. Somebody's tail. That's what he's doing. <laughs> that I that I believe. There it is. Yeah. Why, did, why does every Why does every story involving a famous Arkansas person? It's you're actually covering up a fight. You know, Petrino's wreck covered up a fight. <laughs> But McFadden's kicking the curb, uh, covered up a fight. Uh, that's interesting to me. All right, never mind. Yeah, and, you, and y'all are right about that team. Uh, it's amazing what they accomplished. Simply amazing. On Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, they were ranked number five in the country and still had outside shots to play for a national championship. Simply amazing. But Then Trenton Holiday the went 90 yeah. yards. Well, that was the most – I hate to digress, whatever I call it up. But, man, that, I, that was the biggest roller coaster of my Razorback. back. Like after Big Fatten's run, I was going nuts in that place. Nuts. And totally deflated just minutes later. I mean totally went from the high to high to the low to low in, in a matter of minutes. That's like that's gotta be the greatest whiplash in uh or one of the greatest whiplashes in school history because on back to back plays, McFadden goes like eighty <laughs> and then Trenton Holiday returns the kickoff for a touchdown. Ugh. Yeah. And at that point, you know, Nutt was undefeated, was undefeated, I think, at home. Or maybe he lost one of the Mad Jones. No, Jones. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, he only he only had one loss at Louisville at that time. That's right. Yeah, and you know, you, and you start to condition yourself that we're going to lose this game. You know, you start getting mentally ready for the loss, and then that quick strike that came out of nowhere. They're thinking, hey, we back in it. We're going to win this game. It's that nut magic, and then the just the bottom just falls out. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Well, but we we distracted you. Out. What did you want to? What did you Sorry call about? about? Well, the, uh, well, I want to talk about Petrino, but I've got to give you a quick handicap because we got a Thursday night game. Yeah, we do. Oh, man, do we? Yes. Cowboys and Seahawks. And I went against my boys last week. I thought that was too big a number. I hate giving up big numbers like that in the NFL game. I'll be doggone. <laughs> and the machine go off. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott, as a favorite, six or more. He's 35 and 7 straight up. That's 83%. He's 20 and 11 and 1 against the spread, 71.4%. Yo Smith, he has the biggest drop off of any quarterback in the NFL when it comes to zone versus man coverage. When he plays man to man, his numbers drop like a rock. Against zone, he's a pretty good quarterback. The Cowboys play the most man to man coverage in the league. And I think that's going to lead to Geno making some mistakes, throwing some interceptions, leading to return touchdowns, uh, short fields for the offense. Seattle's right tackle is injured. They weak right there coming into this game. Kenneth Walker the third is out. And listen to this: I don't, hey, you know, I can't, I can't take teams after they play the 49ers. 49ers are so physical; they beat you up. They like Alabama. They like Georgia. It's hard for people to come get back around. And Seattle played the 49ers last week. Well, it gives me pause. This is a possible look ahead to the Eagles next week for the Cowboys. But at, at home, as a home favorite this year, the Cowboys are 5-0. Their margin of victory is 29. Mm. Against the spread, they're 18.7. They're 18.7 are better than the number. 18.7 better than the number. They're favored by nine in this game. Since 2022, the Cowboys are 10-2 as a home favorite for 83%. I got to go with the Cowboys and lay the nine. Thank you. There it All is. All right. Okay. Hey, guys. And I feel sorry for Sam Pittman because I thought this was his decision. Until I saw him and Bud Walton last night sitting by Petrino. <laughs> he didn't look like this was his to see. Y'all guys have a great day. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sterling. Appreciate it. Uh, we do have some news. Uh, Tommy Kraft has weighed in and responded to the email. He would also like the 23-25 uh, and Iowa. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're handing out 2,000 uh, yeah, I mean, points. 2,000 points. But I think that's uh, – you know what, DQ? Back it down to like 325. We'll take, <laughs> uh, we'll take <laughs> Iowa plus 325. I mean no. – <laughs> In cricket, do they would they have like two thousand point spreads? Because the cricket score is like eight hundred to like one ten or something. Nate tried to explain cricket, like he understands. He spent a whole summer learning the game of cricket, and he tried to explain it to me, and I don't understand it at all. I know it's something like baseball to an extent, but I don't understand the scoring. I don't understand why it takes three days. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Can you imagine SEC cricket? No. Oh. The tailgate. Oh, my gosh. Over three, if you had three days to party instead of one. The, oh, yeah, my God. Down at Ole Miss at the Grove. Oh. 
That'd the be grow. great. Oh, wow. That'd be, be pretty fun right there. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items well uh this finally happened here on the yeah. mcclarty you know hotline text out of the 479 have we made fun of the idiots that stormed the court yet act like you've been there arkansas beat them in the title game who cares when they are number seven i mean come on flawless nailed it it will be the next time around <laughs> promise you that um it was inevitable you could see the uh, the crowd moving in that last you know last fifty seconds, just moving towards the floor. And it was mostly the students, obviously. Um, you know, I, I was kind of. It was funny as as it was happening. I was watching Chuck, and because I know he hates it, and yeah. I, I'm watching him, and and he just he couldn't have been happier. <laughs> couldn't have been happier that this whole thing was going on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a fad. I mean, I I can't. I'm trying to think. We won a lot of big games in. We never. I don't think we ever stormed the court. It was just expected. No, 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 no. That did wasn't a thing back it's then. It's great for TV. It's a little dangerous for for the Duke players. I know they were trying to get Shire and, and those kids off the floor, but um, it's, it's button five, not button four. Okay. I mean, come on. There we go. There it is. I have it on a button. I just hit the wrong one. It Oops. happens. Oopsie. It happens. Sorry but, about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the court storming. I think it's. Um, I, I was well. I mean, by definition, you gave the green light. I top did, ten. I did give. They the green were light. not. Ra- they were not ranked. That's a green light storming, so you can't complain about it. Yeah, I know you want to act like you've been there before, but it is Duke. That's a blue blood. I mean, the, the teams that are in Duke's stratosphere, as far as you know, the the top college basketball teams, there's only a couple: Carolina, Duke, but, Kentucky, them, UCLA. You beat them, it's it's a big deal, especially when you do it on your home court. And Duke doesn't go to the SEC that much, so I was uh, I was watching fine. a couple I was watching a couple things when it happened. Number one, I legitimately felt bad because what you don't realize until a situation like this is that okay, you've got Duke off the court. Someone from Duke has to clean up the bench. So what I was watching is the detail come back out. While these poor managers are picking up all the towels yep. and cleaning up, 
So Arkansas fans are covering the floor. And over here on the Duke bench are the managers trying to clean up for the game. And they're trying to do it as quickly as they as they can uh, because, you know, this is a terrible feeling. Everyone's waiting on you. Right. To, uh, you know, so they can, you know, keep the wall up or whatever. And, it, and there's just it's just it's a pressure packed situation because you want to get out of there. They want you to get out of there. But you do have a job that you're trying to actually do there. So that was another thing I watched. Another uh, one thing I watched, too, is um, I think it was Brazil. See, what happened at the Auburn game when Chuck and them got in trouble was people were standing on the table. Yes. And you can't stand on that table. It, it's not built for it. And last night, someone tried to stand on it, and they were like, no, 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 don't, don't get up here. And I saw one of the – there was a kid dancing on the floor closer to the table, and this guy in yellow was just shoving him back out to the middle of the floor away from the well, radio but, table. But, but you're, <laughs> those things are dangerous because you're going to get that situation that you had during the Tennessee-Alabama game last year where somebody mouths off and and, a, and you gets in a player's face. And what's a player going to do? I mean, I think if, if, you, if you put your foot on that floor – you are fair game. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, you you know, you're not coming back. Players aren't getting suspended because let, let's be honest. Ninety-seven percent of the people that ran onto the court just wanted to be part of the story. Three percent wanted to shoot their mouths off at Duke players and there was someone who flipped them off on uh, social media. Which is incredibly childish. But I you know, if if also if, I don't think Duke was that classless in the game to deserve something like that. I don't like think that. so. You know I, I, mean? I, I, I don't. It's they game. played a hard game. They played a fair game. I mean, it, it's, it's November. There was nothing to be uh, upset about there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like there were a bunch of, you know, guys getting punched in the junk the, or whatever. The, I mean, the one I'm thinking Grayson of is, Allen wasn't out there. The one I'm thinking of is the, the, the Notre Dame student that was like in Caleb Williams' face at the end of that game. You know what? If Caleb Williams just hauled off and knocked well, that kid out, fine. I think, That'd of, fine. I think of in Pine Bluff in 84 when Dean Smith's walking off the court and some woman shakes a pom-pom right in his face. And Dean turns around like, what in the hell? What's what's, what's going on here? And they're like, keep walking. Keep walking, old man. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Did the student section used to go into the upper deck in the 90s? A fun story. Uh, When we were in Barnhill, my first two years were in Barnhill. And we had the entire side away from the bench. That that just from the floor to the rafters was was the student section. When they got when they went to Bud Walton, they shrunk they they doubled the size of the arena and shrunk the student section by three quarters. Student section was tiny my junior and senior year. It was it was a it was hard to get tickets. But no, we were down by the uh, down by the tunnel opposite yeah. the opposite the benches. Um, and then they moved them to the corner, and then they ultimately moved them upstairs. Yeah, which was just ridiculous. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they all, uh, and again, the lead was slipping away as people were filling the aisles. And I'm thinking, should they cough this up? Where are all these people going to that's go? That's fair. I mean, it's very, <laughs> are they very going fair, back up yeah. there? Like, what's, what's happening here? Um, um, I say, um, I'm not going to be a curmudgeon about all this. They're not going to stop them unless they no. go and start using tear gas or something. They're not going to do anything. So just, uh, you know, let them go. And then, um, and you know, people are making fun of the announcer. I'm, I'm pretty sure that John George is required to make the announcement, please stay off the court, yeah. so the university can at least say, hey, we told him. You know, there's some sort of legal reason he does that. He obviously knows they're going to come on the court. Everybody does, but he has to do that for legal purposes. Sure. 
And, but I thought he did a nice job as the uh, mob was dispersing of saying, okay, everybody calmly leave the court. Let's not get anybody hurt. He did a nice job of, uh, of, of uh, calming things down and trying to get people to leave in a timely uh, manner. Dispersing they, the mob, they, they weren't going to stop him last night. That was going to happen. And, and again, if you go and it's just you know everybody jumping in the middle, celebrating with your own players, I, I really don't have a problem with it. It's when you because this has become a trend. The social media thing is to get in some players' face and have them react. Yeah, and it doesn't help that the team. See, in some arenas, you can go to your locker room right behind your bench, and you're off the court right. in like one second. They have I, to come across. They have to the go floor. all the way across the floor right. to get out of there. Um, and so there's a likelihood of an incident. But luckily, there wasn't one last night. Uh, people were, uh, for the most part, just excited. Their team won and not really wanting to rub it in the other team's face that they lost. So that was, so it wasn't an incident. Well, it so. cost them 100 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Storming the, here's the text out of the 479 on the McClarty Union Hotline. Storming the court was a bad look, but it doesn't top Pittman's onside kick. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it, I. I don't know if it was a bad look. I don't care that much, um, but I, I just. I hate the part where it. It becomes about some jackass with a with a phone in his hand trying to bait some player into punching him. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the part I don't, I'm not. I'm not too thrilled about. Yeah. That's. Uh, you, you know. Celebrate with your people. Don't uh, leave the other people alone. They. They just want to get on the bus and go home. Yeah. That's all. That's right. Yeah. Who's going to pay the fine? Remember, they're strapped for cash over there. Well, Hacker what they do know. is when you don't pay the fine, you just get a hundred thousand less. Oh, they take it out of the yeah, uh, out, out of the, the payout right. from the league. Yeah, so it's not like you have to write them a check. You're not Venmoing the, the league office a hundred grand. Cash app. Yeah, that's not a thing. No. Uh, Corey wants to know if anyone from the press stormed the court this time. I'm absolutely certain of it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, here we go, DQ. Uh, here's a text out of the 479. Uh, clout goblins are a sickness of our society. Is that a thing, clout goblins? Um, Like, yes, but I don't. I wouldn't say in that situation. Okay. Cram. <laughs> what did he say? I don't want to read that. Funny, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, CH wants here. us to play the uh, voluptuous call from yesterday. You know what? That one's been lost to history. Let's just leave it. Oh, it's in the podcast. Ever give him a second chance? At you? Did you? God. It's in the podcast. Uh, I think. I'm pretty sure I put it in there. All right. Here's every. Here's another text. Act like you've been there before. Well, these kids haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, been haven't. there before. They're also- they weren't born in 1994. This is what people don't understand about this. And I, I, I'm, I'm, my tone is getting bad here. So let me try and calm down a second here. But what we don't understand, because for some reason, as we age, we feel like nothing really changes. Like these kids weren't born that these in the student section. They weren't born in 1994. They weren't even a glimmer in their father's eye in 1994. But, so they've never they've but, never been there before. You say act like they've been there before. They haven't. They haven't no. been to a Final Four in, in, at the school in. Uh, 30, also, almost 30 years. This is, uh, this is, I guess, a byproduct of where the game is now. But uh, I was, we were talking I was, last night when I was talking with Ty. The, like, when I, when I was a freshman, Arkansas played home and home with Memphis State and Arizona in the, in the non-con. One, you know, one game was at Bud Walton. Actually, they played Bud, at Bud Walton both years. But 
it was um or excuse me over at uh, over at Barnhill. But those those games were commonplace. Now your big games are in these tournaments down in Atlantis or here or there or whatever. You don't get a lot of these big non-con games. Most of the games that you get are UNC Greensboro. Oh. So yeah, I mean that, a night like last and and your big games are your conference games. But Nolan used to I mean I remember the year they brought in that uh Arizona team had Damon Stoudemire on it. Um and they were really good. I think that was a final four team that year. But they were here, you know, over the Christmas break and you know, and then you'd get to the Memphis State teams and all all those great teams would come in. So it was it was commonplace. And Arkansas won the majority of those games uh with Memphis State and at uh, Scotty went for 30 down at the McHale Center in, in uh, Arizona, but these kids haven't seen a lot of this, especially in November. November basketball's not really been a thing, and I think you know, if judging on what we had last night, might be a good idea to have a couple more of these. So if you, um, um, uh, it, it, it seems like the lines here are, um, if you're of a certain age, don't run on the court because you know we've beaten Duke before. And then there's another side of it that's like there's been nothing really to celebrate, so go celebrate. Um, those seem to be the uh, the camps that we're on here. I don't have a problem with now. I, I'll tell you this: if Arkansas was nine and Duke was seven, I would not be in favor of rushing the court because then there is a certain level of expectation because you're a top ten team, or maybe you're coming off of a, a, another uh, elite eight or final four last season. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you run then, but. You're unranked. They're seventh. Green light. Green light. Yeah. And then that's what happened. I was trying to think, like, did we ever storm the court? And I don't think so. Here is, I think I I was, uh, I think the first court storming at Bud Walton occurred when they beat Florida in overtime in 0-2. Yes. And I was on the floor when it happened. I think that's the first one. In the 90s, I don't remember any court stormings. And they beat Auburn, Kentucky. I mean, they beat everybody in that place in the 90s. But I think it was, uh, that's the first, yeah, I believe that's the first court storming at Bob Walton Arena. They played Florida, and it went to overtime. It was a CBS game. And uh, that's when Arkansas had Gennaro Pargo. And he made a big shot late. And um, I think Arkansas was unranked. Florida was highly ranked. And they... um, they went out there. That's the um, that's the first. I think that was the first court storming at Bud Walton Arena. That was twenty some odd years ago. Yeah, I just looked back at my uh, my freshman year. Arizona was number two when they came in here, and Arkansas beat them. Yeah, we did not storm the court that night. But what was Arkansas like? Three? No, no, they were top. They were probably top fifteen. Okay, um, they had two losses at that point. But I mean, it was like that every I mean, year. I mean, if Arkansas is ten and Duke seven, I don't no, think you should go out no, there. But unranked not. versus seven, I think yeah, I think you go out there. Oh, no, by your definitions, which you set down That's last right. year in the court storming, you can do it. That's right. That's exactly right. I am the czar of the court storming for the SEC. Um, I'm self-appointed. But, uh, okay, Arkansas was unranked in that Florida game. Florida was number five. That's a court they storming. They won 94-92 in Allowed. overtime. Allowed. That was on January 26, 2002. That's the first court storming at Bud Walton Arena. I was in the first one. I wasn't in the one last night. I, that, I'm too old for that stuff. I'll stand there and watch and take the pictures and all that stuff. But uh, all right, now here's a good question uh, for the uh, for the marshal of the court storming: Is it okay to storm the court if I'm 35 and my five year old son is begging? Is this a situation where you put him on your shoulder so you don't lose him? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. All right. Yes. So he doesn't get trampled. Right. Game yeah, on. Want to get? Okay. Yeah. Unless he's in hockey gear. Yes. You put him on your shoulders. <laughs> goalie gear. Yeah, goalie gear yeah. with a helmet. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, yeah, that is. You are well within your rights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, Graham says storm after every game. That way, when you don't storm, mm-hmm. it's a dig at the team you beat. Okay. That's right. That is pretty good. Uh, Matt was in the Hogwild Band at that Florida game in 02, and he says that's the loudest game at, uh, ever at a Bud Walton Arena. Billis did say last night that it's the loudest arena he's been in before tip. And I'm telling you, the uh, we can talk, if we want to go down this uh, woo-woo road of positive and negative energy, I'm fully capable of uh, handling that. But the vibe was positive all night. Like, nobody let a bad call linger. They just kind of moved on, and it was just, it was, a, it was incredible to see if, if Razorback fans can produce totally positive energy like that for an entire game, no matter the sport, they'll never lose in Fayetteville again, ever, ever. But that's not what happens. A bad call happens. It lingers. The crowd gets, the energy gets dark, mm-hmm. and then the team usually loses. But if they can keep it like that, they'll never lose. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! calling an upset over Duke and a court storming at Bud Walton Arena in front of the biggest crowd ever. And now, this Chuck, you're doing this. So, welcome. Life's a roller coaster, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, one day you're the hammer, the next day you're the nail. That's right. You're the windshield or the bug. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, uh, we we were thinking about that earlier. It's like, wow, that's got to (laughs) suck. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. It had it had to end. The, the joy had to end at some point, Chuck. And now now you're here doing this. So, but we're happy to have you nonetheless. Well, we we <laughs> we don't want to start this off too heavy. And he and I were talking earlier. I just want to put a little bug in your get you ready for something. Next week is the uh, the company's holiday get together. Um, oh are, wow! Are you in line for the hair dryer again this year? <laughs> you know that was uh, that. I don't think I ended up with that. But I did have it for a while, if I remember right. That's not right. something that, uh, that that you necessarily need. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that. You know, for a while, I, I, I had that uh, crushed ice machine. Yeah, that was nice. Ooh, and yeah. then Clay ended up with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Clay would taunt me for weeks. He would make frozen drinks <laughs> with that ice machine, and he would send me pictures. Wow. That's not, that's not that right. is not nice. That's not right at all. That is not nice at all. That's our boy right there. That that's is, right. That yeah. Is, yeah. That that's true. Well, I was I I did not storm the court, um, uh, Chuck. But did I, you storm I had, the court? Well, well, he was working. Well, I mean, you've got the headset. I mean, you can hop over the <laughs> hop over the table, jump in there, start jumping around with him a little bit. Can't beat him. Join him. It was kind of crazy. You know, there for a minute, I thought the table was going to go. The players came over because they wanted to stand on the table. And so when they came over, the crowd followed. But uh, actually, everybody did a great job last night. I mean, it could have been um, – there were two or three kids, and there were the last time, but there were two or three kids that, like, just ran out of the pile. You know, they'd been in a mosh pit, and they were ready to get out. And you could tell that if they'd been in there much longer, they'd have panicked. But everybody had fun. I mean, it's just one of those moments. Cost them 100 grand, but it was yeah, a great moment. Now, does that come out of your pay? No, I'd have to work several seasons to pay that off. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, the pipes are a little uh, got a little uh, peak to them today. You, you you okay? Well, I'm working on a little bit of a cough, to okay. be honest with you. Ruskin and, gave uh, it to you. Hopefully, it'll go away. Yeah, well, we we haven't been in the same room in months, but I gave it to Ruskin him. Ruskin right gave me the cough, which gave DQ the cough. So yes, uh, just blame him. He is a uh, patient zero on this. Well, you know, every time I listen to you guys, somebody's got a cold. And so you guys sound really good today. So I know someone has to have a little bit of a cold. It's so today, DQ. She, she's got the cold today. Maybe it was the 10,000 people in close proximity <laughs> to him last night on the floor. Maybe yeah, one of them. something to do with it. I, to do I, with. I don't know. Well, it's just that time of year. I actually had fought it off until last night and then uh, kind of caught up with me today. So I, I, but I was, what I was going to say, though, is I, I'm watching this un, unfold. And I had one eye over on you and Zim because, you know, I'm worried. Because the last time you guys almost, uh, you know, uh, had to surrender to to the mob, but I saw you had uh, some good people in yellow keeping people away, so uh, so you guys could uh, continue the broadcast. So that was cool. you know they really did a great job. In all seriousness, they really did. And um, you know there was a gentleman, and uh, I believe his name's Larry, who was right in front of me. Now you know I've been around a while. Larry's been around a little longer. I don't know how else to say it. And I mean Larry. He was pushing those kids away from that table. I mean, he had his forearm going. Yeah, he was Chuck, moving you, bodies. You, you know he's been waiting for that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm well, gonna I don't know. Kids. I'm going to get uh, these kids. <laughs> there was a little bit of panic on his face there for a minute. and uh, But, no, it was fun. I mean, everybody everybody handled themselves well. And, um, you know, again, it cost him 100 grand, but it was it was fun. How, what's the, who's the oldest person you happen to see down there? Because we, we think if you're a student, all right, fine. But if, you know, you're 71 years old, you shouldn't be out there. <laughs> I didn't know him by name, but I saw some that were, uh, they were probably up in my range. I'll put it that way. Can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it. Mm, that's a no-no. Yeah. Oh, well, you well. know, we could, I mean, we could tell they were coming. They actually, I think, moved a few chairs around over there on Gushy Road to accommodate them. Yeah. So they'd have a path so people wouldn't be falling all over those things. But, um, yeah, you could tell they were going to, you know, they were going to rush the floor. We talked before the game. Someone said, are they going to rush the floor if we win? Well, of course they are. And uh, they did. Did the yeah. uh, Gucci Row patrons, did they send their assistants to st storm the floor? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Their assistants stormed the floor for them. That's <laughs> exactly right. Perfect storm for me. Please. Yeah, would you, you, would you, why don't you go storm the floor? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, the, you know, the thing that was interesting to me is, um, like, I, I've talked about this uh, throughout the day. Like, the, the vibe in the building the whole time was nothing but positive. 
I mean, people would get bummed out about a bad call, but then people like let it go, and it became about the uh, the energy of the team. And I think the team probably has a lot to do with that because it didn't seem like there was a compound of bad plays in a row where people could get get frustrated. But like the whole night, it was just this um, this positive energy radiating in in that building. And if if people could do that atmosphere at every game, Chuck, I don't think they'll ever lose again. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was one of those nights where, I mean, literally every seat was full. Um, it was as close to the 90s. I said this this morning. It was as close to the 90s as we've been since the 90s. Um, you know, I've heard people for the last 20 years after a big win, they'll say, oh, it was just like old times. Well, no, it wasn't. It was really good, but it wasn't like it was in the 90s. And last night, in my mind, was that could have matched any night in any era of Razorback basketball. Um, it would have been right there with some of the great crowds uh, that Arkansas had during the time that, you know, they won the national championship and dominated the college game there for about five years. And I thought last night's crowd was a big league crowd. I mean, it was a great crowd. They were there early. Uh, as you say, they were involved in everything. And uh, they got a great game to watch. And I didn't see a lot of those people leaving at the four-minute mark either last night. <laughs> no, no, they, they stuck I around saw the very end. That, there, there are certain people that always leave at the four-minute mark. I'm not going to call them out, but I know who they are, and they do too. <laughs> but they leave every time. And um, some of them left, a handful of them left, but not very many. So uh, what, what's the difference between – what we saw last week, which was a team that was, you know, struggling to hit sh- hit shots, and and the defense was kind of lacking. And last night, where they basically had everything, I don't, I mean, their three point shooting last night was the difference of the game. They they shot Duke out of the game. Well, they really shot the ball well in the second half. You know, both sides went through some some periods in the first half where they could not shoot well, but Arkansas really did in the second half. I mean, at one point they were over seventy percent. I think they shot sixty one percent for the second half. Hey, I don't know what I I don't know what the difference is. If I could bottle it up, I mean, you know, I'd sell it for millions because it happens to everybody. Um, that's just how it goes, particularly early in the season in uh, basketball. And and um, um, what I would hope would be now that they could get to the end of the conference, the non-conference season, and not lose any more games. It'd be nice if you could do that. You know, Chuck, oh. I, I like the fact that they don't play this weekend because it gives a couple extra days to maybe focus in. Like, I'd be worried if they turned around and played on Saturday. I'd be worried about a bit of a hangover. But Monday, I think there's plenty of time to get focused and get ready for a Furman team that's obviously a solid program. They knock out Virginia in the tournament in thrilling fashion uh, a year ago. So I, I like the fact that it's a Monday game versus a Saturday game where there might – you might could uh, have stubbed your toe a little bit. I agree with that. And when the schedule came out, I thought, man, that's odd not to have a game, you know, on the first weekend of December. Um, but as you look at it now, you played three games in three days against three good teams. And, you know, when you're on vacation, travel's fine. Going through customs, no big deal. You're on a vacation. You're having a big time. It's kind of cool. Um, played three games in three days. You're doing all that to get back. Um, you know, you come back, you've got Duke, you know, you get back late Saturday night, Sunday's an off day. Monday, you're getting ready to play Duke. 
and uh, then you play them on Wednesday. So, yeah, I think it's good that they don't have a game this weekend, and I'm sure by Monday night they'll be ready to play, and they better be because, you know, Arkansas lost to North Carolina Greensboro, and they're picked second in the league, and Furman's picked first. Mm. And um, so you better be ready to play. Yeah, that's a good team. Last time we saw them was in the uh, NCAA tournament, and they were knocking teams out of the tournament. That's, that's yeah. one of those programs that uh, that should get your attention. Well, they're, you know, if they don't have your full attention, they'll beat you, just like Greensboro did. Um, so, you know, it's um, – and Arkansas is not the only team that's had this happen. But you'll see good teams lose to teams that may not be quite as good, at least on paper. And then they'll turn around and they'll play a big game against one of those Power 5 schools, and uh, they'll play great. Some of it is emotion. You know, Musk said this on his first radio show this year. He said, you're going to see more Power 5 teams playing Power 5 teams in November now as opposed to playing um, some of the teams like Greensboro. Uh, There's a heavy risk involved of playing those teams. And um, I don't know quite honestly if – Greensboro was to play Duke tomorrow night, what would happen? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the Greensboro wouldn't beat them. Um, but for some reason, that goes in the books as a really bad loss. And you can play a Power 5 school early in the year, and they may or not be great at that time, but it's thought of as a good win. So um, maybe we'll see more of that. I don't know. But they certainly were at an emotional level last night that you just, you know, you don't get to every time you play. We're talking with Chuck Barrett. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky. So I figure next year in the challenge, Arkansas will go on the road, and they probably won't play Duke again next year. So I have a couple of suggestions on where to go. Dean Dome, mm. Syracuse. Those are my two yeah, but, thoughts. Chuck, you know this as well as I do. You're going to Boston College. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on one hand, I would say yes, and that would be okay. I mean, I like going to Boston. But – um I don't know. They they brought Duke to Bud Walton. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, may, maybe they're going to get some respect. Who knows? Maybe you but, go to um, South Bend in November. That oh! that'll be cool. That'll be oh, it's balmy up there. It'll be like thirty one. <laughs> winds blowing at a sixty five miles an hour. Be great. Well, you just have to make a quick getaway from the hotel to the to the arena and then to the airplane because I'm sure it would be cold. It's a new world next year. They're probably going to send them out to Cal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll get to get a trip out to Berkeley. Yeah, that's a good point. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, you can't be hanging out at Hate Ashbury either. No, that, that's, no, that's no. not your scene. Oh man, they played Cal in an NIT game at 10 p.m. Central once a few years ago. I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. That game was at Cal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Chuck? And I believe, if memory serves me correctly, it was on a Monday night. That's yeah. Right. yeah I think that's oh, right. That's and gross. I think we traveled on like Friday. Ooh. And um, I think we spent three or four days out there to play two hours of basketball and just get waxed. And uh, but yeah, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. horrible. Yeah, but I'm I, Dean Dome or uh, Syracuse. Those are my uh, my choices for where Arkansas that, that would, goes next that year. Be in the bad. Challenge. I mean, uh, I, although I think Razorback fans are kind of sick of seeing North Carolina. I want to go to Camden Indoor Stadium. Yeah, I don't know if it'll happen next year, but. How, how's I'd your, like to do how that. Your, how's your sight? Because where you would be would be in the rafters, like that, hanging from the rafters. That's okay. It's okay. not that big. Yeah, it's not that big. It's seven thousand people. What could the top row? I mean, how far can the top row be? <laughs> it, it. Well, I mean, if you can't see, it could be really, really far. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, uh, we've we've we've, we've uh, tap danced around. We've it. tap danced around it long enough. Obviously, the uh, biggest story of our lifetime has occurred in the last uh, few days, Chuck. With, <laughs> biggest story in the history of football. That's right. The homecoming. The uh, going back in time to uh, bring Bobby Petrino in to be the offensive coordinator here at Arkansas moving forward. And uh, he spoke to the media today and uh, was, um, of course, uh, complimentary about the opportunity to be back here in Fayetteville. And I'm sure he's sincere about that. Um, I'm sure he is. And, you know, this is one of those things that never in a million years, you know, do you expect to see. But here we are. Um, College football makes for strange bedfellows. I think it'd be fair to say that now. And, um a lot of humility involved on Pittman's part to make this higher. I mean, there really is, because it was his decision. And um, in fact, I think if the truth were told, when he when he ran this up the flagpole, there were a lot of shocked people. And um, but you know, I don't think anyone has ever disputed Bobby Petrino's football acumen. And a lot of times passed. Um, I'm a lot different than I was 10 years ago, and I'm going to guess you guys are too. We've all gone through a lot of things in our lives over the last 10 years. I know if I was judged on the worst moment of my life, it'd be a harsh judgment. And I suspect most people probably would fall into that category too. Um, you know, I, I trust Sam Pittman to run the football program. And I realize that, you know, 24 hours before he hired Bobby Petrino, if I'd said something like that, I mean, you know, they're coming at you with pitchforks. Um, but I do trust him to run this football program. I know where it was the day he was hired. I know where it is now. I don't care what's happened on the field. I, 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 I've seen it firsthand. And I trust him to run the program. And if he feels like Bobby Petrino's his best bet and our best bet, then I'll trust that. I never thought I'd ever see it happen. Um, but clearly, um, what's happened over the last 48 hours in terms of the public reaction, um, I don't know that Sam Pittman could have hired anyone uh, that would have pleased our fan base the way this has. And you, you talk about the, the reaction from the fan base, and it has been, I mean, it's, they're, they're welcoming home the prodigal son, but it, from outside the, the, you know, the, four, the four borders of the state, I mean, it is, it, people are asking questions about, okay, you know, about the situation, you know, 12 years ago and how you could bring him back. And, and this comes to, I mean, this is, this is a football decision. It has nothing to do with anything else. This is a football decision. They want to win. They want to win now. And they believe this is the guy that's going to turn this offense around. Well, and the good part for coach Petrino is, and I mean, it's, it's just the reality of the situation and it's why time has to pass a lot of times before things like this are healed is that, you know, there's not that many people. Uh, within the athletic department here now that we're here then. Um, they just aren't. And um, the people that are here now in the decision-making positions, they weren't here then. And um, so to them, what happened is, is, is a story. Um, and so um, I think that, that, that benefits Bobby Petrino, frankly. I mean, I don't think if all the people – who were in administrative positions 10 years ago or still in administrative positions, I don't think he'd be here. And I think he knows that and everybody knows that. Um, that's why they say time heals all wounds. 
because sometimes the cast of characters has to change. And um, for the most part, that is that has happened since he left. Chuck Barrett's with us here on uh, Ruskin and Zach. Uh, you can text us on the McClarty Daniel hotline at 866-285-4005. Uh, the dynamic, to say the very least, is interesting with um, um, you know Pittman uh, and Petrino, given uh, Petrino's vast experience and success as a head coach here. I can't tell you how many hundreds of texts we've gotten, Chuck, that everybody's got it all planned out already. Pittman's going to lose a couple games. They'll knock him out of there and make Poppy the interim head coach. The fans have already got it figured out. It seems like uh, with this uh, with this situation. Oh, I know that you know it, it. It took about five minutes in most corners for you know people to wonder aloud, will he be the head coach? You know, here's the thing you got to remember, and it's kind of hard to you know we're all kind of stuck back in time from 10, 12, 13 years ago right now. I mean, Petrino's older than Pittman. You know, Petrino's older than Pittman. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, well, Pittman's just trying to get to retirement. Well, that may be what Petrino's trying to do now, too. I don't know. Um, I think if he wanted to be a head coach somewhere, uh, there might be that opportunity. I mean, we've seen him be a head coach at other places before. I have not talked to him, and I I don't suppose to know. But, um, I mean, he's 62 years old now. And um, I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't see Bobby Petrino as a head coach with some of the things that are going on in college football right now. The guy that I knew um, wouldn't fare too well in all of that. Now, again, I've not been around him. I've not talked to him. I have no clue. Um, But obviously they have. And they're comfortable with this. And so, um, look, Sam Pittman's not a stupid man. He's smart enough to know, and I'm sure he's been told, that every loss is going to be on him and every win's going to be because of Bobby. And, I mean, everyone understands that, and he does too. And that's why I say it. it I think it took a great deal of humility on Sam Pittman's part to do this because um, – you know, I realize, you know, it's funny to the outside world, it reeks of desperation. And to those of us within the borders, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So um, um, I think it'll be fine. I think Petrino's going to help the offense. I think in doing so, um, he'll help the football team. And uh, but I don't I don't get the sense that he's going to be the head coach of the Razorbacks again. Now, I'm not going to say never <laughs> because we've had stuff happen this week that I didn't think would ever happen. But I don't get the sense, even though I realize that's a natural leap for people. I, I don't I don't get the sense that's what this is about. And, you know, I haven't got to listen to the full press conference yet since it happened while we were on the air today. And, and obviously, we haven't talked to him either. But, you know, maybe it's a guy who reached a point in his life. It's like, look, I really love scheming up offense. And this is just what I want to do. I don't want all of the uh, all of the other things you have to deal with when you're running the football program. You know, he 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 has... He did the coordinator thing at A&M. He's doing the coordinator thing here. Maybe this is just... As he enters this phase of his life, Chuck, this is just what he wants to do is just scheme up offense all, all day, every day. And that's that's what he wants to do. Well, I always thought that was what he enjoyed the most. 
um, was, you know, watching video, breaking down and breaking down an opponent and going and coaching the offense on the practice field to do it. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, um, again, I, I don't want to sit here and, and, and act like I'm talking about someone that I have intimate knowledge of because I don't, we had a good working professional relationship with people when he was here. I haven't spoken a word to him since then. And, uh, um, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to death that he's here. Um, and I think he's going to help in a lot of ways. And I think what you're talking about is probably where he is in his career. Um, but I always felt like when he was here, the thing he liked most was, you know, breaking down the video. And, uh, um, as you say, you know, scheming up ways to score points. Um, I know he hated the head coach. All the all the things that come with being a head coach, I know he hated. But I don't know that many of them that really love it. Yeah, it's just part of the job. Yeah, I thought uh, we. I think we've talked about this before, but when he would get up there um, on that coach's show and just start breaking down all twenty-two tape, it was it was it was riveting. You had to watch. It was riveting television to see him on the telestrator just saying. We knew this guy was going to do this, so we did the. I mean, it was it was you had to watch. It was a point. It was the last appointment TV, I think, uh, in terms of uh, one of those uh, coaches' shows. Really, I still want to know where that telestrator got off to as well. <laughs> Something tells me he ended up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, or Louisville, or I have no idea. That thing was an expensive piece of equipment, and you're right. It was. Um, he was really good on that. He was really good on that. And, um, you know, coaches' television shows have kind of gone by the wayside now. And um, it's not as big a deal as it used to be. But, um, yeah, he was he was really good breaking down those plays. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.